We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, Steve. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh-huh. Nice. It's like we're at the cabana. The Cobra yeah, Cabana. Hey, <laughs> Making spirits bright, bread. What fun it is to ride and sing a slaying song tonight, babe. Hey. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This is is the beat. Okay, so yesterday I Am Grant had this story about Taylor Swift and how her fans think that she has a third album coming out to go with the other two that she released this year. Okay, the first one was Folklore. The second yes. one was Evermore, I believe. Does that sound right? That is correct. Okay, so mm-hmm. fans were noticing the word Woodvale on one of the latest albums, but it's in that, like, you know, that ghost-like font that you can see, but not see. It's not exactly there, but you can kind of see it. Oh, this reminds me of those 3D puzzles that we used to look at on the walls. Uh, but completely different. What were those called? Okay. Some eye, something for the... Magic Eye. Magic, Magic eye. eye. Magic, Magic eye. eye. I still see them at the Mall of America oh, right now and then. Those are great. One of those kiosks. Anyway, uh, Kimmel asked her about that and about these Easter eggs and things like that. So here's a little bit of that conversation. It's about like, two minutes. But I want to look at uh, something that appeared on the cover of uh, Folklore. And if we zoom in, we can see it says Woodvale there in the tree. Now, <laughs> online, people are going nuts now saying that's the third album. You've not just recorded two albums. You're going for a third, and the third will be called Woodvale. True mm-hmm. or false? Okay, well, oh. this, this takes a bit of explanation. So yeah. I tend to be sort of, um, sort of annoyingly secret agency about... Um, dropping clues and hints and Easter eggs. And it's it's very annoying, um, but it's fun for fans and it's fun for me because they like to pick up on things. Um, and they'll notice lots of things in music videos or photos or whatever. And then sometimes um, I take it too far and I make a mistake. <laughs> and basically uh, when I was making Folklore, the album that came out back in July, I was too afraid to even unveil the title of the album to even my closest teammates in management. I didn't tell anybody the album title until right before it came out. And so I came up with a fake 
code name that had the same amount of letters as folklore, chose a random name, chose Woodvale, <laughs> wanted to see how it would look on the album covers, mocked them up, and then decided, I don't actually want to have uh, a title on the album covers. And we <laughs> forgot to take the fake code name off of one of them. Is that true? Uh, Is that really true? Yes. Yes. That's what happened. This album is like the third season of Lost. (laughs) People are finding clues where there aren't them. Like Evermore had a code name, it was November. Like and and uh, but we took we remembered to take it off all the mock-ups of the album covers before we released them this time. So we learned our lesson. That is such a cool explanation. Don't you think that's fun? Am I being a total Swifty right now? Thank you for it's better when you say it because then I don't sound so grumpy or I feel mean, it so just grumpy. Like again, you are Chardonnay mom in the front row <laughs> who just spent all the money. Hey girls, isn't it great that we're out together? Isn't she amazing? Isn't she inspiring? It's a story. It's a it's good that, story. Why was she why was she so nervous about telling her label the name of her album? She just likes to be secretive, she said. She just likes to to do that because it's just a fun little game that she plays. So you find a word that's got the same letters. You want to see it in the font that it will eventually be, you know, and then they forgot to take it off on a few of the albums. But it was in like a ghosty kind of print. What if it was just a watermark from the photographer? And she's going with this whole story now. That's even better. <laughs> That's I'm even listening. better. That is fun. Uh, oh, man. Where's your know. whimsy, Steve? You are just... Where is he? Where's whimsical Steve? Whimsy Steve is here. He, he's just... He's he's frustrated by, by drunk suburban mom. <laughs> in the front row of the Taylor Swift concert, okay? We had a cool thing going here. And then this lady's here, and she's really, really seeming to try to talk to all of us a lot. <laughs> and, it's like, school song. you on Taylor and be like, well, I, now yeah. her favorite number is 13. I interviewed her three times. I used to have her number. <laughs> Do you know I used to have her? Does anyone raise your hand if you have her number? <laughs> meanwhile, be. people are, like, creeping away from me. Yeah, security's <laughs> inching closer. <laughs> I see you with some, like, glittery, bedazzled oh, yes, print on, on f- the butt of your jeans. No, I'd have it on my face. I'd have the number 13, like, painted oh, wow. on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I just feel like you are really. Next time she comes to town for a concert, we got to get you there. Alone. No. (laughs) Alone. No, no, Amy, no friends of yours. (laughs) Sus doesn't get to go with you. It's you and it's Taylor Swift, and we need to get you front bleeping row. Oh, you're funny. Anyway. Best pop albums of 2020. That list has come out. I think it's from Billboard. Yes, it is. I link this up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. These are staff picks, okay? Okay. Um, Folklore is on that list. These are the top 25, okay? Chromatica is on there Mm. from Lady Gaga. Grimes is on there. Dua Lipa's new one. Um, Ariana Grande, Five Seconds of Summer, Selena Gomez, Shawn Mendes. Did I mention Taylor Swift? 
Oh, cool. Oh, are you into her? I like some of her stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She just turned 31, by the way. Oh, nice. I am to... six years her senior. Wow. Wow, that's it? That's so weird. Sorry. I just, I always think of her as just this young girl. She's 31. Yeah, and well. Do you want to hear Dave Grohl covering Bob Dylan? Yes, I would. This is yes. actually one of my favorite Dylan songs. I feel like I just walked into the Great Bear Jamboree at Disney World. He's killing it, man. He's just doing, remember, he was just covering all these uh, Jewish artists for Hanukkah. I don't remember that. Well, that's because you never listen to anything I say. <laughs> that's because it sounds like white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound a little bit like the Great Bear Jamboree? Yes. At Disney World? It does. I will have a peach iced tea. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Okay. Uh, when we come back, you're going to tell us why people <laughs> aren't happy with Ticketmaster. What's yeah, going this, on? Well, and, and so there is a there's a lawsuit that people are trying to file against Ticketmaster that they're probably not going to win, but we need to change something so that they could easily win in the future. It comes down to those darn terms and conditions. Check you have to check the box before you can move forward. I have a solution. I've said it before. I will say it again. And any lawmakers out there who are listening, you can make this happen, and you would be a savior of the people. Explain when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Coming up at 1130 today, we'll take your confessions of a time when you got lost physically. When you were physically lost. Where am I? That kind of a moment. Yes. Looking around. Oh my gosh. I don't know where we are. And where were you when it happened? I mean. Generally speaking, of course, because you were lost. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Ah, uh, comedy. Where'd you cut your teeth? Oh, don't worry about it. East Coast. Oh, yeah, the old upbringing on the streets yeah. at East Coast. You got um, it. Ticketmaster, they have an arbitration policy that is, again, being enforced in dispute over pandemic refund policy. So here's the blah, 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 legal terms. Ticketmaster, when you click on their, yes, I agree to the terms and conditions whenever you want to buy tickets to a show, Mm -hmm. you are uh, apparently, if I'm reading this correctly, accepting that any issue that you would take with their policies that are baked in, including a refund policy, needs to go to arbitration, which is a technical legal process that requires money on both parts, if I understand correctly. Point being... If they cancel your show or there's something that seems bunking the return policy, it's difficult for you to overturn that. If they say, nope, we're not giving money back, even though things got postponed for a year or more because of the pandemic, we're not going to issue you your $96 ticket back. Because technically, when you checked the terms and conditions box, you knew that something like this could happen. Now, there's also there's some folks who are saying this was added after the pandemic Mm. was rolling. But blah, blah, blah. As I read this article, it's up on thehollywoodreporter.com. If you find yourself really, really bored today, I would encourage you to check out this article talking about arbitration. Here's how some lawmaker out there, I don't know if it's a lawyer, I don't know if it's a a legislator, I don't know who could make this change. 
But with the terms and conditions, which is pages long, it's in small print, right? right? And nobody Ain't reads nobody. it. Ain't <laughs> nobody. Right. And yet, it's legally binding. And it really leaves the consumer who, in reality, and how this stuff fleshes out, every time that you buy something or update something on your phone or whatever, you don't have the time to read that. In and practicality. They know that. Right. And they know that. And so why can we not get something where companies are forced to put down the top three takeaways? You are agreeing to blank, blank, and blank, really, really easy for a full description of what that means, read below. And then you click the terms that way. And so if you still want to read it, you can read it. Because legally, they need to protect themselves. They have to put every little thing down. Yes. It's not for our benefit. No. You want it to be for our benefit. So we get an overview of what we're signing, but then someone's going to come back and go, well, that was misleading. I want to take you to arbitration. That was misleading because that's not what was in the longer version. But maybe somehow they could say they could listen. If they're so good at doing stuff as it pertains to legally writing things up, then they should be able to hammer it down into a few bullet points. Give me the headlines. Tell me what I'm clicking. Look, I'm going to click either way, by the way. But then it would say. There is uh, no return policy, even in the case of blah, blah, and blah. Okay, great. So this is a risk. I am rolling a $74 die here if I am a, if this, for some reason, gets pushed back or whatever. I'm not going to get my money back. This money's going away forever. There just needs to be a movement for the people instead of for these companies when it comes to these darned terms and conditions and maybe that's my platform maybe i'll run on that donna i think you're gonna smear campaign me because you know too much i hear you it's frustrating even when you go to the doctor like they're like okay sign here and you're like but uh, should i read it and they're like ah yeah you're just basically saying that you're okay with us doing the surgery i had a doctor i kid you not who came in right before my colonoscopy I think I told you this before, but it's worth repeating. She was late, first off. She was oh, late so by like uh, a half an hour. I have a friend waiting for me in the lobby. Oh, no. She comes in. She puts a clipboard in front of me, and she goes, uh, yeah, here, you need to sign this. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to read it. She goes, yeah, all it is is uh, there's a one in 80 chance that you could die. And mm. just sign here. And I'm like, wait, What? What? And that's literally how she explained it to me, and I never read it. And luckily, I lived through that colonoscopy. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Barely. Not barely, but... Were you already laying on the table when they had you sign it? No! Yes! I was already about to be drugged. I mean, I I was naked with a gown on, a paper gown on. And they had the butcher paper near the small of your back. Yep, yep. And then I started to feel it, too. And I was like, ah! 
And she was like, oh, yeah, just a little, let's add a little more of that just, just, pain stuff. Oh, no. It was terrible. It was a Where terrible Where did they put exper- the pain stuff? In your butt In your cheek? arm. In your arm. <laughs> in your arm? What? Yeah, it's like a drip. An IV. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, like they do like It's not like off. a Novocaine shot. No, this no, is pain medication. You think they're shooting Novocaine I thought this was lo- localized <laughs> lidocaine or something no, like that. No, you're, you're under. It's like propofol. I don't think it's pain stuff. It's just they're putting you under. Fully out when you get a colonoscopy. Oh yeah. They they try to talk to you and they let you watch it on the on the screen, but you're not there. You're 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 out. And if you are talking back, you're talking in octaves no one even knew humanly possible. <laughs> right. I didn't even know. Wow, what a pretty falsetto you have. I mean, and who knew that you could just do that colaguard thing? You know, the talking box, you know, hi, I'm Colaguard. Oh, yeah, poop yeah. in a box. Poop in a box. Send it in the mail. I didn't even know that was legal. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, her first boyfriend said it wasn't. <laughs> you funny, Steve. Okay. You funny. We Let's go play now. a game. All right. Okay. <laughs> College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 651-641-1071. Call us now. Bet on who you think is going to win. And if you bet correctly, you will win a fabulous prize. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's do it. It's time to go to college. college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. (laughs) All right, guys. How you doing today? Uh, Pretty good. Whatever. Pretty good. (laughs) Steve, okay. I I like this attitude. So you're going to love what I have. I have Christine from Savage, and she's here for Team Donna. So, Steve, you're going to play along today with that attitude, okay? Wait, she already declared? She already declared. I didn't even give her a topic. She called Ready to Go, Team Donna. Christina, well, you're living up to your town's name. We're taking you down, Steve. We're taking you down. We're taking you down. Yes, Christine. At least I know my town of Savage and what its history is versus you and Chaska there. You know. Hey, could you do me a quick? What's her, Christine? Could you do me a quick favor? And uh, and cram it. All right, I'm gonna go take a (laughs) break. Yeah, you stuff it too. Wow. (laughs) See, this is gonna be fun today. We got a little rivalry going here. (laughs) Steve's not happy. All right. So Steve's gone. Steve's gone already, but I'm going to tell you today's topic is Hollywood hounds. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. So think of dogs in Hollywood. And you are playing for a virtual screening of the film Promising Young Woman, which premieres on December 23rd at 7 p.m. Okay, Christine? Sounds great. All right. And so we don't even need to go over the numbers. Who picked who? Because you made that point right away, which is perfect. She's got this. Thank you, Christine. Okay. We'll see. (laughs) If not, we'll just pretend we know and... Perfect. Act like you've been there, there right? Go. Love it. Okay. So again, Hollywood <laughs> Hounds, and I'm going to ask the question, and I'm going to ask Christine that you just wait till Donna gets her answers in, and then you can come back in at the end and help and see if she okay. needs anything. Okay. First question: This primetime television series founded followed the adventures of a female rough collie and her companions. Name that dog. Lassie. Oh. In the 1989 Tom Hanks, in 1989 Tom Hanks played Scott Turner and worked alongside this beastly dog to solve a murder case. Pooch. Okay. In 2008, this Christmas film with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston are owners of this Labrador Retriever. Yes. Name that dog. Marley. Uh, can you repeat the first one? 
This primetime television series followed the adventures of a female rough collie and her companions. Okay, I think I got that right. Okay. I'll see what Christine has to say. You've got it, sister. Yeah! Woo! Woo-hoo! All right, I'll get what's-his-face back. We can get his, yeah. Uh, let me just write, hi. Suck it, yeah. <laughs> Christine, I love it. She's just all in. I told her, I'm like, we're going to have some fun here with Steve. Oh, so man. She's having fun with it. I love it. Come on, Donna. Give it to him. I will. Hello. Hey, Hi, Steve. How are you today? We okay. don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay, Steve. Now that you walked away early, I'm going to tell you now what the topic is. Hollywood hounds. So think of Hollywood oh. dogs, okay? Being all a right, new yeah. dog owner, you should be a little familiar with dogs, right? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but okay. I'm most familiar with butt doctors. Nah, butt jokes. And butt they jokes. put Novocaine, right? Good. Okay. Hey, cool it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this prime... Okay, you know how it goes. I'm going to ask the question, start the music. Steve, here we go. This primetime television series followed the adventures of a female rough collie and her companions. Name that dog. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Pass. In 1989, Tom Hanks played... Lassie. The first, that's for your first yeah, question? Yeah, Lassie's first. Okay, in 1989, Tom Hanks played Scott Turner and worked alongside... Turner this... and Hooch. Okay. Hooch. In 2008, this Christmas film, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston are owners of this... Marley library. and Me. Okay, are you positive? Read the first one again. Read the first one again. This primetime television series followed the adventures of a rough collie and her companions. Name that dog. I'm going to say, yeah, let's stick with Lassie. I don't know. Okay. Whew, guys. We're going to get this intense here. It was a tie. All, all answers yes, were correct. Wow. Boy, what a fun movie. I remember watching Turner and Hooch as a kid and just loved Love. watching how big and slobbery that dog was. Love that movie. That was one of my all-time favorites, too. All right, good talk, guys. Thanks, okay, guys. Steve. Now, as you guys know, Donna. Yep, yeah, Christine. I'm here. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yo, hey, yo. First person to answer this with this audio clue is our winner, okay? Okay. okay. Name this dog. Eddie. Scooby-Doo. Lassie. Benji. Oh, Benji. So good. A clue. Oh. Think of the composer. Dog, 101 dog face. <laughs> One of the most Mutt famous Lang. composers Mutt of all Lang. time. Uh, John. Mr. Holland's Opus. The composer's name is the same title of the dog. Beethoven. There you go. Oh, oh. Yeah, you suck. Steve, oh, I'm a savage. Oh, <laughs> Stack the cards so against so you, so and you still pull it out. Wow, God. Christine, oh, I don't know. She listens to that music, you know that chat. Hey, music, so. hey, <laughs> less of your lip in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Love you, Stephen. Do- no, you guys are my favorite. Oh, so. we love oh, you, Christine, Christine. <laughs> and love that you're on my talk and everything else. And we love Grant too. We no, love Grant. We love Grant. But oh, Donna, we'll get him again. We'll we get will, him again. Christine. We'll you know it. Know where to find if it's me? In a dark alley somewhere. We'll take you. <laughs> oh, hey. Bye, Christine. Thank, Thank you. you. Right, bye, Christine. Oh my gosh! Is it He's so- a geek who listens to that. She's music, she the said. female version <laughs> of Ron. <sighs> Right? Oh. Yeah, she yeah. is the female Ron. Boy, I miss Ron like I miss a case of the flu. <laughs> oh, Grant, you you don't know Ron yet, but you will. Okay. Hi, I was Ron. Freaking Ron Swanson. Oh, is he a caller? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All from, right. the, from the pit of Hades. <laughs> he, his heart is frothing with hatred for me. Oh. Uh, yeah, he just is not as... And unfortunately, we don't have any... Um, in fact, one time Ron being... The pain in my A that he is was my lifeline. And I was like, wow, Ron, what a moment this is. This is so great. 
And then I answered all the questions correctly. And then Ron, as the lifeline, tried to then legally change all of them just as an act of <laughs> sabotage. Oh. Oh. He's a real hoot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hoot, yeah. huh? He's a hoot. <laughs> he is not a hoot. He's a scutch. I need someone who outwardly dislikes you, Donna. Although that's not. Oh, there's in one woman fashion. on Twitter. She is. She. We'll have her call in. Does she know the number? Me. Let me tweet What's her. See if she wants what to play next week. I don't want to say. <laughs> what does she say about you? Oh, she. She just. She's not a fan. Well, it's listen. Okay. If you, ma'am, if you're listening, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Call next time. No. Because yes, because you love it when Ron calls. Oh, Ron's on the line. Yeah, but Ron's just. We need someone who outright. Ron's just busting you. chops. This woman really so cannot she. stand me. I don't what, is she, what does she say? Is it? Well, never mind. I was going to guess what it was about. Yo! What's it about? Rude. Anyway, I have we good both, news, okay. you guys. Oh, okay. If you're a fan of The Sopranos. This mm. is really great. I'm so excited. And it's happening in three days. Mm-hmm. The Sopranos is joining the list of Hollywood fundraiser reunions. Uh, creator oh. David Chase and cast members wow. from the HBO mob drama are going to be virtually reuniting for the first time since the show's 20th anniversary. That was last year. You know, the bugger of this is obviously James Gandolfini having passed away a few years ago. Who I know. Will play him? Well, I think his son maybe, because his son, this is coming ahead of the big screen adaptation oh, yeah. of The Many Saints of Newark, which is a prequel that was uh, co-written by David Chase. So they're doing this to benefit on um, uh, the fr- Friends of Firefighters, and that's a nonprofit that was founded in the aftermath of 9-11 to support, you know, um, New York firefighters and their families. So I guess what they're doing, it's they're getting together. It's going to be a two-hour live event. It's going to be on the 18th, and the cast is going to read a new Soprano sketch, which was written by David Chase and the show writer uh, Terrence Winter. And then they're going to participate in a Q&A. Oh, so it's a great. fundraiser. It's powered by Tiltify, and it's going to be live-streamed on Twitch. But you have to RSVP. So mm. I put this link up for everybody at mytalk1071.com. Love the Sopranos. Um, here's who's taking part. Um, Edie Falco, amazing actress. Uh, mm. Jamie Lynn Sigler, Robert Eiler, Michael Imperioli, Drea DiMatteo, Stephen Van Zant, Maureen Van Zant, Steve Buscemi. Mm. Proper pronunciation. Uh, Lorraine Bracco, Vincent Pastore. Uh, I mean, I feel like what are, are we reading? The cast reunion? The, or is this I was going to say no. Olive this Garden? is no. This is my <laughs> this, this is my high school graduating class. I love <laughs> it. Keep going. Tim Van Patten. Italians have the greatest last names. Steve uh, Sharipa. This is going to be great. Oh my God, Steve! If you never oh, got into it. The Sopranos, oh, uh, I never did. One of the best, best ever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's something, you know, how I'd like to start my new year is cozying up with uh, with an old school show. Now, I would not mind watching rewatching Scandal again. God knows I'm behind on a lot of current shows. So maybe just throw in the towel and try an oldie, but a goodie. I think I watched one episode of The Sopranos. And if I believe uh, if I remember correctly, I poured myself some red wine trying to, you know, get into the the vibe. Yeah. Had some babala gook. (laughs) 
<laughs> I you mean, know, a lot, a lot of the show right it takes place in my neighborhoods, you know, like um, they're in Garfield, which is where I grew up. And then oh, they're okay. in all the neighboring towns. And did they shoot there? They they did. They shoot. They shot all over the place. But yeah, there were some because my brother works in, you know, for the city and, you know, oh, they have sure. to, to get their permits and all that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of the Italian neighborhoods. I, that really I used to just, frequent. I just love I truly their last names. Uh, Don Rickles used to do a bit about this <laughs> naming off uh, Frank Sinatra's friends. Frank Sinatra was known to have ties with the mob. <laughs> And he would just go on Letterman and start making up names. And then in comes Bumbo Garagabini. <laughs> he'd, he'd do it for 30 seconds. It was, and Dave just ate it up. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's happening on the 18th. Uh, look on the show links page if you want to find out more information. Oh, thanks, Donna. You hey, really thank you, Steve. Through there. You got it, buddy. You're my best friend. Hey, when we I come back, uh, let's get tipsy. I found this little piece of information that says you're more likely to die during surgery if the surgeon is experiencing this. I will tell I, you what it is. You might want to double check. I got a guess. Do you? I think so. I'll let you know if you're right or not when we get tipsy coming up next on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Doo dee doo dee doo dee doo. All right, you're more likely to die during surgery if it is the surgeon's. Oh crap! Birthday? Yes, queen. Ah oh, man. It's true. At every job, you lack concentration. Researchers yes. at UCLA, thank you for asking, studied almost 1 million surgeries between 2011 and 2014, and here's what they found. The people who had surgery on the surgeon's birthday had a 23% higher chance of dying on the table. Wow. We don't know why. Partied maybe the We night don't know. Before? We don't know why. The researchers say um, it could be that surgeons are a little more distracted, like the rest of us. What was your Mm. guess? Midlife crisis. Oh, that's good. That's ongoing, though. Right? Did you have one? Let me (laughs) ask it again. Let me ask it again. (laughs) Do you think you'll have one or are you (laughs) having one? No, No, not really. As John Mayer puts it. A what? I guess I'm getting close to midlife now. John Mayer has a line in one of his songs. Must be a quarter life crisis. Oh, why, Georgia? Yeah. Why? Um, I sometimes get a little uh, crisisy. Uh, <laughs> you mean in in what way? Like you feel a little depressed when you think about your kids growing up? Yeah. First of all, thanks for asking. Thanks for your courage in asking. You That's one it. of them. Um, yeah, and then you know you just start to. Think about, you know, it's more like a place of, well, in 10 years, if I, if, if this is all still happening, will I be feeling like that was the impact that I needed to have? Will I have made the most of the time that I have with them? Yeah. And sometimes I'll look at them and I sense myself 
feeling time slipping through my hands. Yeah, me too. But then I think that always happens, you know, no matter what the case. But there's something ever present about the clock with children because they so distinctly, you know, when I'm 36 versus when I'm 44, what's the difference in those eight years? But when my son is eight to when he's 16, so much changes. And you also go through this phase when they're younger where you are at the top of their list in terms of people that they want to hang out with. And that changes. And then you just, I don't know, I start to think, am I doing the most that I can right now with them while I have them? I also think on days when it's, when you just want to say, guys, could you all just shut it, please? <laughs> um, and, and Or like if the house is a wreck and the kids are fighting and all of this. And then I think, you know what? The, the great mystery of life is you will get your clean house and you will get your quiet house and you'll probably then want nothing more than to have the noise and yes. the the clutter back because of yes. what that represents. Just make the most of today. You know what, Donna? How about you cram it with your <laughs> pop psychology? You know, the only thing for me as far as a midlife crisis was more yeah. physical than mental. I'm listening. Just, you know, crazy changes. In how, oh. like, your body and, you know. Do you sense things besides, like, the, you know, the microwave moments that we've talked about? Are there other things physically that you're s- recognizing? Just the way my body is um, redistributing its weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So this isn't so much about uh, recognizing, more not recognizing anymore. What is that? What are those? Like, I have a double chin now. And I'm like, why do I have a double chin? I have, I don't have a fat face. Hmm. And I just noticed it because I'm curling my hair because I have to do a video after the oh. um, the thing. And I'm like, oh, when did, when did that happen? When did I get like seven, seven layers of my face? Well, I have no, it must have, at least since I knew you, I think. I you always say the right thing. Thanks, Donna. Uh, here's a you tip. Here uh, if you got to mail something, wait in line at the post office because I went to one of those alternate places to mail a stuffed animal, like a dog toy stuffed animal. Okay. $22 <gasps> Whoa, to get there by Thursday. Place? Like a FedEx UPS kind of thing? Yes. <laughs> you know, mailboxes, et cetera, if those still exist. Just wait in line. Okay. To get quick summaries of articles online, he offers in an unrelated tip, get and use the Chrome extension TLDR. So it's a plugin, a Chrome extension that'll work with your browser, and it shows you the gist of the article so that you can figure out if you want to read the whole thing. TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. So sometimes they'll put that at the bottom of a, of a long text or a long email that somebody sends you. Like TLDR, we have a meeting tomorrow at eight. Oh, instead of, you know interesting. What I mean? Yeah, but you can do it as a as a Chrome extension. That's kind of interesting. I'd like to test that. That feels like that'd be really good for my brain. Yes, yeah, because you're probably always on like the Cliff's Notes of things, yes. but you're yes. also probably a really good reader. No, I wish I were better. I could read something five times and still, like, don't get the proper takeaway from it. Yeah, 
I've tried to download speed reading apps, and then go figure. What do I do? I quit on it like I quit on everything in my life. Oh, Steve, are you having one right now? One of those midlife crises? I'm sorry. Are you going to get your ear pierced? What's going to happen next? You know, I still have the hole in my ear. I have one in my nose, and I want to poke it open. (laughs) Maybe we should both poke ours open. You want to try? In in oh, I could probably I could do it right now. I don't think yeah. I could do it to my nose. I could do it to an ear that's, you know, I haven't put anything in for years. Nice. I pierced all, all my own holes except for two. Okay. You want me to do yours? No. You seem like that kind of girl, though, who would have like heavily teased her hair in the '80s, had her own separate phone line in the house. And it was like, yeah, Tina, come over. I'll pierce your ears. I did. I pierced my friend Mary Ellen's ear. Mary Ellen? Sister Mary Ellen. (laughs) You ruined this poor girl. Uh, I did. um, It's fun. How about this? If you want to charge your phone faster and you're going to be away from it for a little bit, put it in airplane mode. Yes, that's a great tip. Oh, my gosh. That's a great tip instead of turning it off. Thank you, Steve. Hanging a picture, but don't have a level. Yes, always. Your iPhone, your iPhone can help. Open a measure app, tap yeah. level, and lay your phone flat against the surface to achieve a well-balanced hang. I think I've done that before. Nice. I think I use the level on the phone. By the way, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting to tell you this. Mail Got a text here from our friend Kat Perkins. Hey, kitty baby. She was listening a little bit earlier when we were talking about that trumpet and the Kelly Clarkson song. Okay. Remember that oh, moment? Is she on our side or not here? Nope. Oh, man. She said, it's a flugelhorn, not a trumpet. Tell Steve. It's a flugelhorn? The flugelhorn. All the more reason to ban it from that song. She needs to do a recut. Without, that's a good, that's a good flugelhorn, Donna. Flugelhorns for everyone. Uh, I love it. When we come back, um, I'll tell you some of the films that have just been added to the National Film Registry. Got that on the way. Oh, and the box office set a record of sorts, did it not? It really did. (laughs) Not the kind you would want, but we'll explain coming up next.